thank you so much, Kim Rob Minuti, for being on TFC Talks. Uh, you are an Ascension coach. I'm going to read this because I'm not good at memorizing stuff, but I printed I mean, out your file. Oh, great. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you're an Ascension coach, a Reiki master, spiritual consultant, author, uh, let's see, Oracle, uh, sorry, uh, intuitive guidance and Tarot Oracle, Oracle card readings. Many more than that. Many other things. Yes. I was going to say your mother, you're, you're <laughs> a, a divine human. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, we bumped into each other on Facebook. I think you popped up and said something about something about the podcast and I was, it was perfect timing. I think you were on the Indigo Rising page. And oh, maybe I was. So, yeah. So my, so the Indigo Rising page is a page that I have helped admin for about, gosh, I can't believe it's been almost two years now. I've been admining that page since 2019 or so. And I was part of a group of different admins. So it's not primarily my page at mm -hmm. all. Okay. And um, just over the last year, I guess, like all the other admin, just like quit posting and just let me post. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was like, okay. And so, um, and honestly, it's weird because the only posts that were getting reactions for the most part were my posts. Like, I don't know. I don't really know why, because I feel that I don't really get that many reactions on that page. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I know that when it's, I know that when it's divinely inspired, people find me. Mm. Right. So mm -hmm. I've always kept that page for that reason. There's about 16,000 people who follow wow. that page. It's a huge page. Right. Yep. But with that being said, it's been kind of like just a nebulous community drop page, like for years. And oddly enough, that was the page that helped me come out through, like that helped me through my spiritual awakening. So that's why okay. I came full circle. Like that page helped me when I was going through my awakening and they were posting things that made sense to me. And I was like, thank God, somebody, somebody knows what I'm, what right, I'm thinking, right, what I'm right. No, I know what you mean. I'm, right. Because so it was like, oh, I was like, oh, thank God. There's somebody else at least who's thought about this. Right. At a minimum. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So I said, all right, cool. So that page kept me going hmm. during the first few years of my, um, my, my latest awakening. And, and then in 20, so 2018 into 2019, uh, light workers who had not been actively light working were called to come out of hiding. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you remember this or if you even noticed it, you may or may not have, I, I have the. Yeah, I wasn't real tuned in to the spiritual community till like 2020. Okay, so yeah, then you would have totally missed this. Yeah. So um, I have the blessing and the curse of being like a nexus point and a bridge for different, I guess just different awakenings that are happening, like kind of like a Grand Central Station. Like I just kind of monitor a lot of stuff and watch trends and watch patterns. Yeah, I could see I that you because you have a lot of uh, presence out there. Like I, I was looking, looking you up and, you know, there's a I'm lot of, there. a lot of accounts. Yeah. A lot of, uh, and yeah, you, you get around, there. you get yeah, around. Like, yeah. I am on every freaking major. <laughs> so the only like social media platforms that I'm really not on are Twitter. Cause I just can't. <laughs> That's like a test for me. How long I can stay on Twitter without getting triggered and going to yeah, going dark. <laughs> so I can't. Right. Yeah, so I just don't even do it. I just don't even do it. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram because originally I was, an, well, I'm still an artist, but originally I was trying to just get out there, put my art out. I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just playing on Instagram. Literally a coloring book app made me start my Instagram so I could get free. <laughs> so I could get free color palettes so I could color my colors easier. <laughs> That's the only reason I got it. So for that. <laughs> right. And so I ended up with an Instagram. So now I've got Facebook, I've got Instagram, I've got TikTok, I've got YouTube. I'm like, oh, and this social media monster, Ugh, as, monster. Uh, as a solo entrepreneur is so time consuming. 
Tell and me. so stressful if you don't have good boundaries. So let's just be blunt and real about that. You have to be able to be in control when you deal with social media. You cannot let the social media run you or you will be emotionally drained, physically drained, mentally, excuse me, mentally drained and angry. So true. So true. Right. Mm. And then the secondary thing is once you've decided they're not going to let yourself go down that rabbit hole, it's about who are you friends with on social media? What is on your page? Mm -hmm. Right. So I hear people say this all the time and it just, oh, this is my spirit guys are bothering me. They're like, go ahead. You're going to hit this on the nose. So, so what bothers me when I see people on social media, they're like, I hate Facebook because Facebook (laughs) is, it's so toxic. I know. I know. Toxic. So if you say that, then that just, you know, that ends the conversation that there's anything possible good there, which is, I think, silly. So you just pigeonholed yourself into the concept that Facebook is toxic. So no good can come over it. So therefore you're always going to see toxic things on your feet. Whereas um, you're allowing toxicity around you. Mm -hmm. Hello, take some self-responsibility, clean up your feed, unfriend those fucks from high school. You don't even (laughs) like them anyway. Right. (laughs) Dude, like seriously, like I started unfriending some of my high high school friends on Facebook because I realized that um, they don't care about me. Yeah. It's not that they, it's not like they wish me any harm. Right. right? It's just they're. But at the end of the day, like they don't engage on my posts. I have like two or three of them from high school who actually engage on my posts. They don't share anything. They don't comment anything. And the things that I talk about are too real for them. So they're never going to share my stuff. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Absolutely. You can, you can be a follower. Yeah. You, you don't do have you. to be my friend. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You can be a follower. You don't have to be my friend. You don't need to have personal insight into anything that's going on in my life. And secondarily, I don't put any of my personal business on the internet any damn way. That's good. Very Let's talk good. about the truth. Let's talk about the truth. Too many people use social media platforms as their therapy. And I need you to go to fucking therapy. Yes, You need to go be a licensed therapist, okay? You vomiting about your baby daddy not taking care oh, of your boy. five kids and now you're pregnant for your sixth. That doesn't help anything that's going on in your life. What it does is <laughs> scream to the world what you are allowing people to treat you like. Yes. Like, do you not realize just, how, how yeah. like. <laughs> so you're showing all your in, cards there. <laughs> bro, you're not, not only are you showing all your cards, but then you're, you're, you're most. Yeah. Cause then you're looking for people to like, to like, oh, you know, that's terrible. How could you, you know, right. hate so on something into the energy of yeah, that yeah. thing. And then you're tr- supposedly you want things to get better. Right. But you just made an entire energetic post that 30 to 50 to a hundred people may have interacted on 20 of them commented extensive. Oh, he's a piece of shit. My, right. my baby daddy's like that too. Can't be, you know, you deserve better girl. Like there's a whole slew of these, right. So that's the energy that you're cultivating in your yeah. life. That's the actual reality of the energy that you're cultivating in your life when you use your social media in this way. Absolutely. Yeah. You have the choice, right? So we're so free. We can choose to be in bondage. That's what Abraham Hicks says. We are so free. Mm, we have so much her. free will. I love it. We have so much free will. You can choose to be in bondage. And that's what people do. Every day they mm-hmm. choose bondage. Yep, I do too. I mean, I, I will wake up to the fact that I'm like choosing to be really angry, you know? And I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to let this be here right now because I want to feel this anger. I am not ready to let go of it. Okay. And uh, I try to stay away from social media during those times. So, yes, that helps. <laughs> but yeah. But so what, what, but here's the thing now, like, okay, so this is what I would do in my coaching session, right? So, you, you know, Give a little example. Right. You know that you are feeling the pain or or the anger. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're comfy in your anger. Right. 
Yeah. Okay, but did you ask yourself why you're so comfortable there? Did I ask myself that? Nope. Yeah, I think I did. You know, I know I, I've done some work on like core consciousnesses and I know where it comes from. The, did you ask yourself why you're not ready to let go? Why well, I'm not ready to let go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know why I'm not, yeah. So, yeah. so then it goes I from know. anger to being fear, right? Because now you're right. afraid it's of fear. stepping into your greatness. Absolutely fear. It's, I know that's what it is. Yeah, it's like his anger. Anger is always fear. So, yeah. <laughs> and fear is definitely one of my core consciousnesses. Well, and it's honestly, it's the core consciousness of the whole planet. Because yeah. fear. Fear is, yes, you're right. Because other things stem from that, like unworthiness and um, shame and guilt. And... So if you want to talk about viruses in the terms of, of societal consciousness, right? The number one virus in societal consciousness that allows people to be manipulated is fear. Mm-hmm. And the reason we're people in the spiritual community are like, turn the TV off. <laughs> Stop watching the news. Get off yep. the radio. And get off social media if your whole page is angry, you know, <laughs> anti-something, anti-anything pages, right? Yeah. It's because your mind eats what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're hearing, and who you're around. That's how you feed your mind. So you're feeding propaganda programming disempowerment (laughs) yeah shame guilt finger pointing and fucking shenanigans so (laughs) how much of that are you consciously focusing on you know if you spend luckily our phones now will tell you how many hours you spend doing any given damn thing and they'll like make shame you into understanding what you've done i've spent four hours and nine (laughs) minutes on social Media today, 57 minutes on entertainment, 14 minutes on productivity. Here's why this is wrong. No, I know I why it's wrong, I bet. Well, I know you know, but just for yeah, the rest yeah, of no, the world. Because like, um, social media is my productivity. Social media is my business. I do all my business on social media. So what should have been four hours and 23 minutes of productivity. Productivity, you're right. Right. 14 minutes. But, you know, realistically, I've put in five hours on social media today mm-hmm. to be of service to the collective by leaving messages about this, posting on all of these dang platforms, which brings us back to, man, as a solo entrepreneur running social media for yourself. It's it's tough. It's tough. It's and tough. It, I kind of burned tough. out doing it's it. It's tough. No, it's, you can definitely burn out doing it because initially when I first started doing social media, I, I would go dark for months. Like I had people on my page who were just trained to just wait till I came back from the darkness. Cause I'd come back and, and entertain you some more, but mm-mm, I would go dark forever. I'd be like, I'm not posting. And even now still I'll, yep. I'll take breaks. I'll yeah. take major breaks. Like if I'm like right now, I'm working on growing my TikTok following so I can go live on TikTok. I need a thousand followers on TikTok. Oh, okay. And I'll um, have to follow you there. I haven't, I don't think I have. You haven't followed me there yet? Okay. Yeah, yeah, please yeah. do. I don't do hey. much on TikTok, but I will absolutely follow you. It's just one more platform that I, you know, I think I'm spread on a lot of platforms and that You're was too spread too thin. I get spread it. too thin. Listen, yeah. it's rough. It's yeah. rough. One of my goals for 2022 is to be able to hire someone else to run my social media. Yeah. But here's the thing. In order for someone else to run your social media, you have to have like a modicum of um, planning and organization. For instance, for me, when I'm doing posts, like I, I sit there and be like, hey, spirit, what's the theme for today or for this week? You know, and I'll just be like, and they'll be like, let's talk about this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. So what I am I supposed that. to do for my social media manager though? But like, hold on, <laughs> waiting for input from God for this week. <laughs> so I can tell you what the hell we're going to talk about. Like it, that's hard to quantify. Yeah. So I get left doing a lot of my social media because I have a, I have a really good friend who helps me. Thank God. Oh, good. But I'm horrible for her because I can't give her crap in advance. Like I am horrible or sometimes because I'm neurodivergent, 
I will hyper focus. And then all of a sudden a month's work, right? Like a month's worth of shit that I could not give her will land in her email. And she'll be like, Whoa, and she'll just get overwhelmed. Cause I'll just flood her with all the crap that she needed for two months, you know, but in like one day. So I'm working on, on being better with that. And also working on repurposing my content because I have a really good one. Listen, I've noticed that my, my content, my content is relevant a year later, two years later. It's not, not relevant. Your content is awesome. I don't know. I think that what you're saying is just beautiful and presented like just I don't know. It's for specific people. That's what I've learned. Maybe about it's my the chronic illness piece. I think because okay. um, I, I guess one thing that I saw is similar is kind of we're planted in situations where, you know, kind of boots on the ground. We can't just um, leave and, and, you know, go off on some spiritual journey across the country or something. We're kind of standing where we are. And, you know, in the systems, immersed in the systems and, and still on the path. And that's and just radiating. Right. Listen. That's what I loved about you. When I met yeah. you, I'm like, oh, she gets it. She gets it big time. I mean, I'm walking it. around transmuting bullshit left and right, you know, like, and it's and, hard. And it's, it's hard because we can't step out of it. I mean, like uh, you're a mother, you've got a, you've got a daughter. I've got kids, you know, they, they, they've been ultimately like just in the spider's web of systemic, you know, BS. BS and feeds for their whole lives that I wasn't even aware of. And so you wake yeah. up to that. It's not like you can just go like, oh, I see it now. I'm good. I'm taking my kids out. No, you got to no, just, you just got to, de- you're stuck. You're yeah. not, you're, stuck. yes, you're stuck. And, and I think a lot of people in the spiritual communities, I don't know whether it's a bypass or what it is, but I don't, I feel like there's some, people need to talk about this. It's a bypass. I'm I'm glad you do. Uh, Yeah. I'm glad you said that because it's a bypass. So one of the things let's, let me put it like this. They're like, they're giving me input. So I'm like, okay. So the thing that I want to mention is I coach on gut, heart, and mind health. Okay. Reason being is that without gut health, You can't send the proper signals to your brain so that you can meditate, so you can quiet your mind, so you can deal with your emotions, so you can heal your broken heart. I strongly believe that everybody out here is walking around with a broken heart. Mm, So true. And that, and that, and I'm not, I'm trying not to cry. And that if we can help people heal their broken hearts, the whole world will improve. This is really, and honestly, and truly what I believe and what I operate under. Right. So I'm like, hmm, there's another broken heart. Hmm, there's another broken heart. I'm like, hmm, there's another broken heart. So my whole platform is how can we just mend these broken hearts? And I feel that if we start having these deep, dark conversations, we can start to mend these broken hearts because without without you being aware that something is broken, you can't fix it. Hello. Yeah. And the reason in the spiritual community it's bypassing is because they're working from the heart, throat, and third eye chakra and up. So they're getting input, they're understanding the thing, but they're not embodying it. My Mm. coaching is to help people embody it because there is so much trauma trapped Mm. in the actual physical body. It's in the fascia, it's in the bones, it's in your teeth, it's it's everywhere, it's all over. And you can feel it if you will walk, if you will walk and be aware of what's happening in your body. So I I teach and coach on gut, heart, and mind because that deals with your root chakra, your sacral chakra, and your solar plexus. The lower chakras, the lower three, those Mm. are the lower three are what keep you angry, broke and tired. And if you have chronic illness or care for people, you're really, those three are shot always. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know that's where I had, I mean, I had some awarenesses that I really needed to go deep into the, those still there working. I've done so much work on my sacral chakra. I mean, uh, oh, look, 
if you've ever had any sort of like sexual assault or molestation or any type of thing like that, and you're wondering mm-hmm. why you can't make money or if you have money, it goes so fast. It's in that sacral chakra. Really? Yep. It's there. It's in your sacral. Let me explain it to you from this perspective. So like your root chakra deals with your family and feeling safe. The mantra for your root is I am safe. Mm -hmm. I am supported. Right. So then when you go to your sacral, it's supposed to be I am creative and I feel and enjoy pleasure. I can draw pleasure into my life. What happens in the sacral when you've had trauma and you have people pleasing, that pleasure turns into not self-pleasure so that you can fill yourself up in your own cup. Mm -hmm. It turns into people pleasing of others. So Mm -hmm. you end up with all of these bullshit boundary issues. And it's horrible. And those things screw you. And then if you want to add the added caveat of the people that you actually have intercourse with, oh, it just all goes downhill from there. Every time you are going ahead and and having intercourse with a person who is not to your advantage, you are literally draining yourself Mm. and poisoning yourself in your sacral. And that is where stems pleasure, power, and creation. A lot of people think that they're sexually attracted to me and they don't realize that this is not a sex. It is a sex energy, but it's not a sex energy. It's the energy of creation. Creation. I create all types of shit, just all types. My social media, I make the videos, I make the freaking posts, I make the art. My book, I made the art. I write the poetry. I sing damn near. Yeah, I just do a lot of things because I'm a creator. That's who I am, right? So for people who aren't creators, they're like baffled by me. And I'm like, I don't know why you can't make shit. I can make everything. I can make whatever. I just make stuff. Whatever I need right now to go to the next, I'll just make it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's a blessing and a curse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing and a curse. So- Um, long story short, when you're creating like that, or when you're creative, people tend to take advantage of you sexually because they're drawn to the creative potential and power that you're exuding. And they take it as sex because in America, we have made women objects and chattel and packages and things to be used. Oh my gosh, I'm getting like huge downloads right now. Yeah, you trade women for cattle and you trade women Mm. for money. And then, you know, so it's all this like misogyny and patriarchy that is like layered into it. And that's what causes people to have these horrible relationships with empaths and narcissists and boundaryless bullshit and this is why you don't have any money and this is why you think that you have to give everybody everything but you don't have nothing and this this year on christmas you were home crying by yourself with not a fuck thing but you couldn't ask anybody for help so good so true yeah and yeah. obviously i say this because i speak it from experience Me I, too. Have I can boundaries. And, and, and and you don't know better and, no. and you know you don't know better. And you know what I learned this year? And it's so crazy that I'm 40 years old. I'm just now learning this. I'm like, oh, just now? Like, No, please. I'm 55. And, and here's the thing. You I don't will, care, though. You're only strong. You, you only learn things when you're strong enough to be ready for them. So let's just move on, right? So I wasn't yeah. ready before this. I wasn't ready before this. I'm ready now. So the thing that I learned this year that was so kind of like devastating and then eye-opening simultaneously mm. was that my baseline for relationships is abuse. That's that a tough a, reckoning. Boy, that was painful. Yeah, I, was like, I bet. I was like, so I said, so I've never had good, good relation. Nobody really loved me. Really? <laughs> Damn it. No wonder I feel so stressed out and unsupported and I, and I, and I burn out so often. And mind you, I've done so much work. (laughs) I've done so much shadow work, but like, it's always a layer. 
right? You're not going to stop doing shadow work till you fucking die. So let's just move on. Right. And I heard somebody <laughs> say with trauma, you integrate it. You don't, it doesn't go anywhere. You it doesn't go away. It. You just integrate it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. You just integrate it. Like you become able to look at it from the perspective of like an outside person. You just look at it and go, oh. Oh, so, I see you know, why I, that happened. Yeah. Kind of that. Right. So at first I was like, oh, abuse. And then I was like watching the movie of my life and I was like, hmm. I see that. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I was like, oh, with that so explains. much compassion. I hope. I'm sure. I mean, thankfully, uh, that was one of the first things I was gifted in my awakening was this this massive compassion. That's thing. good. Yeah, yeah. And I've learned to just take it with ease. Like, hey, the worst part is over. <laughs> you already lived through that shit. That's no a good way to. Yeah. When I, when I help people with shadow work, I try to explain to them, like, you're so afraid to do this work. And that's a lie because the worst has actually happened to you. And now you're the instrument of your demise. Mm. You're the instrument of your slavery. You're the one who wants to be locked in these things. The person who hurt you is no longer here. And that's such a hard it's, it's so hard. hard. That's what I had to come to this year was like the awareness of myself as, you know, the creator of all these circumstances, you know, pl- like, I'm like, I did. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, I like ha- had a hand in creating this thing that I'm bitching about constantly that I built this whole platform on. I had a hand in that. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it, it's like, yeah, big time compassion. And I couldn't have done it till I was ready. You know, I had to go through all the other steps and yeah. really that that was just a huge shift to know that it's I'm a huge shift participant and I can change it and that's the first thing that I always want to tell people like you are the author of your book edit frequently edit frequently please I am I probably shouldn't say it like this let me say let me re let me say it how I was gonna say it and then let me frame it reframe it the way I should say it I was gonna say I'm probably one of the most annoying people to be with because I constantly change okay now let me reframe it let me reframe it appropriately okay the nature of the eternal is expansion mm. I am leaning into my internal divine self by not staying the same and not stagnating and constantly expanding because that's what I was born to do. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's, I'm going to take that's that. That's the reframe. Right. And so every story in your mind is like that. And you have to be aware of what story are you running? What story are you running? So I have a story that I've been running for about two weeks, which is the algorithm is screwing me. And <laughs> my Reiki master was like, don't you dare speak about the algorithm again to me today. And I was like, you're right. You're right. Cause everything is energy. And if I keep saying the algorithm is screwing me, it's going to screw me. Okay. Yes. So it's not screwing me. Cause it's I can teaching. go, I can, no, I can energetically go around it. It's fine. Like li- literally, as soon as I stop being focused on the fact that it's screwing me, it will stop screwing. Yes. Me. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. I get hyper-focused on stuff like that. Like I'm in my own way. Look, in my own way, we got to tell a different story, right? So the story that we're now focused on is, dude, how awesome is it that I've taken my energy away from these other platforms while they're doing an algorithm shift so that I can focus on the TikTok algorithm where I'm having massive success. Awesome. Awesome. The end, right? And you're, yeah, you're a great singer. And I got to ask you, yeah, I got to, I want to ask you a little bit about your, your background like leading up to your awakening can you like just tell a little bit about your life and how you how you got to where you are now (laughs) yes in brief (laughs) however you want really short so I was born in Boston Massachusetts my parents are Haitian they came from Haiti in the 70s late 70s and um, I was born in the 80s we moved to Florida in 89 when I was about nine years old because crack was really bad in Boston at that time like real bad. 80s was bad with crack yeah. in the cities. So yeah. I lived in the city and then I had um, really bad asthma, really bad asthma. Mm-hmm. I was in the hospital every weekend uh, with pneumonia and bronchitis and asthma. So my mom was like, we've had enough of that. So we came down here, helped my asthma, blah, 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 blah. Um, fast forward to living in Florida and 
just the racism that is here. It's just blatant. Is it? At least, at least up north, it was kind of hidden. No, it's really up north. They're really good at lying about how racist they are. But like, you go to Southie in Boston, you're gonna find out about racism fast. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but they pretend better. Up pretend, north. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, they pretend better up north. Down bury south, bury it. Bury it. <laughs> yeah, down south, the rampant racism. I can't imagine. Rough. Yeah, it was rough. So it's it's been very disempowering for me to Mm -hmm. be here. And um, I started to get sick living down here. Like I've always been sick. So I can't even really honestly say that I've had a chronic illness since birth. Really? Right. So I've had asthma and my asthma was always bad. I was always in and out of hospitals and stuff as a child. Then I moved down here. Then it was allergies and it was panic attacks and nervous tremors and stuff like that. Then I... When I turned nine years old, I heard the planet cry. Nine years old. Yep. So nine years old, I got my menstrual cycle and that opened up my powers. Like your third eye? Just everything. I didn't even know what was going on. It opened everything up and I didn't know what was happening. So one of the things that I like to teach on is like, when do people come into their levels of energy? When do they come into their... Like you have multiple awakenings through your life. Right. So that was my first awakening. I was yeah. nine. I had my cycle. I heard mother, I heard mother earth cry. It then engendered in me this desperation to understand more. I picked up an abnormal psychology book. And from there I became basically depressed, anxious, and bipolar. <laughs> For real. That's what happened. And I got my first crystal when I was nine because I needed to know that I was mm-hmm. going to survive. <laughs> so the universe sent me something to help me out. And I had wow. to on and I got my first crystal. It was a rose quartz crystal crystal. Okay. And that's what you need. Self-love. Right. So my yeah. first crystal self-love crystal, cause I desperately needed that desperately. And yeah. from there, it was just being a neurodivergent kid, but nobody knew I was neurodivergent. It was being really smart, but not being able to perform the way that other people did. You didn't it fit was, into the, the program. I never fit in. I'm your quintessential black sheep of the family. <laughs> like I, I check relate. every black sheep fucking box and then some. Like I, I just whatever, right? I have no filter. I have no filter, okay, at all. And so and I and I quit filtering for people because I was like, y'all aren't even nice to me any fucking way when I am filtering. So what was the point of that? The 20, 30 years trying to be nice trying to fit in why bother societal norms and what happened was i got raped i got beaten i got to be homeless i got to have my eyes ideas stolen by my jobs i got my positions given to other people i got the accolades that were supposed to be for my me didn't go to me right yeah i didn't get paid properly so so i said fuck it So I said, fuck it. So in 2014, when I came to my secondary awakening, my secondary major awakening, I let everything go. I let everything go. I went into the mental home. I gave away all my stuff. Did you really? Seven days in a mental hospital. Seven days in a mental hospital. All of my, and I I did the whole classic, took all the things out of my house. My, My daughter's father came home one day and all of our belongings were in the yard and I was just giving them away to people. I didn't give a fuck. And um, I had really long dreadlocks at the time. They were down in my behind. I washed his feet with my hair. And he didn't understand the symbolism of what that was at all. At all. And and he missed the symbolism. And it was so massive to me. And I it just broke my heart. Uh, I was like, I bet. you're not for me at all. And then, um, and then we just went through that process. Like that whole, my awakening was so traumatic. The secondary time. Mm-hmm. Um, actually all times, no time yeah. where my awakening's not <laughs> I get to say myself pretty much the same. Yeah, a big one in 2012. Right. So kind of the same 20- thing, shit on the lawn type. Oh, yeah, you know, shit on the lawn, hospital. everything out. Like, yeah, it was crazy. The 2012 shift, like people are like, the world didn't end in 2012. <laughs> yes. I ended, or that version of me ended. The version of the world that we thought we were going to live right. ended in 2012 the world that you see now started its birth in 2012 and we're still continuing to birth that reality we're not nowhere near done 
with that, okay? And long story short, I lost everything. I lost my house. I lost my relationship. I lost my daughter. I lost um, <laughs> my sanity. But I 1,000% came back to who the hell I was as a divine being mm. and then had to sit through six years of humiliation because people thought I was crazy. I know that too, yeah. And then become a guru. And now people are like, Kimra, how do you know these things? And I'm like, it's been eight years. Y'all ain't been following me? I've been saying this shit for eight, nine years. Like, my message hasn't shifted. It's just become more focused and it's just become louder. And I've just gotten shinier and I've just gotten more representative and I've become more embodied. Embodied. Yeah, you definitely are. I'm super embodied. And what's amazing to me is that I used to be so shiftless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so ungrounded. Oh, me too. I was horrible. Every, you and know, I, I didn't realize that the stuff that, that I had inside was, was true and right. And, you know, that's what I needed to listen to. Yeah. I've been pulling away from it my whole life and not my whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And so as I came back to myself and that's why I had to go through that awakening because they had to blow, like for me, what the way I look at it, what happened to me was my dad calls it the crash of 2014. He's so adorable, but I always tell him like, yeah, a star was born and absolutely what the crash of a star looks like. It's expansive. It's massive. And there is a lot of fallout. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened. A star was born and the explosion to free me from the fuckery that was my life. That's what all of that debris. Yes. And ever since then, I've just been clearing rubble, clearing rubble, clearing so much the same. Yeah. You know, and then just building a super solid foundation because I realized that the foundation that I had been on was fucking quicksand and and steak knives and (laughs) and fire pits. (laughs) Like horrible. It was horrible. I was like, fuck that foundation. So we ripped the whole thing up. Yeah. And now I have a very smooth, a very level, a very clear, um, and very supported by the universe. The universe is 1000% on my side. Right. And I know it now I have the knowing Mm -hmm. I can ask, I have the resources. I have the people in my life that I can reach out to and be like, am I fucking crazy or Mm -hmm. am I talking myself into a limiting belief? And they will tell me, you're talking yourself into a limiting belief. You're a ninja manifester. You're this, you're that. You've done all these things, even though you went through hell. Stop that. And I go, thanks for the reminder. It's just like your higher self coming through someone else. And that's what people, and people don't realize that your higher self will show up in another body just because your dumbass can't hear. (laughs) Because you're, because you're too angry, Jill. Sometimes when you're too angry, you can't hear them. So, so somebody crazy like me got to show up and be like, hey, Jill. You too angry, B. I need you to take it down a notch. Your spirit guides are trying to talk to you. <laughs> Truth. I love it. <laughs> that's it. And I mean, that's me. Like, that's, I'm kind of your, um, like, your, your spiritual messenger to wake you up and be like, hey, because I'm not here to wake you up, but I'm going to give you this message that you have been ignoring or you couldn't hear because you were, you were stuck in a loop, right? So, hey, it's cool that you're stuck in this loop, but I want you to know. <laughs> You're worthy. Yes. You know, and I think that's, (laughs) thank you. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's easy to forget. I think it's easy to forget unless you have, I, for me, it's been, I've had to develop a practice, you know, and it's been some discipline that's been involved in that because Mm -hmm. before I developed the discipline, it was too easy for me to fall back into that, you know, being consumed by limiting belief. Now they come up. Oh yeah. I mean, and I am appreciative, like I wouldn't be able to hear somebody tell me that up until this past year, tell me, oh, that, you know, I would have been triggered. I would have been, you know, like lashing back out at them. I couldn't hear any of that. So, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's just timing. Like literally it's timing. It's timing. And I used to be the person who delivered the message in the wrong time. And what I learned that. from what I've learned from that is you do more harm than good. 
And since at this point in time, my goal is to do good, I oftentimes don't deliver certain messages. <laughs> yes, I don't. I know. Sometimes I just look at. Sometimes I just look at them and go, hmm, "Not time yet." Yeah. And I'll just move on. What I might say is, I'll give them. I'll give someone like a, a sliver of the beginning of the conversation, right? Like I'll plant a tiny seed. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so you know. So someone will say something to me like, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna keep my head in the sand, and you know, everything will be fine, and just let the universe go on around me." Yeah. And and it'll be great. And I'll be like, "Oh, that's good." I was like, "So, when do you think you'll be ready to to maybe reconnect?" And like, oh, well, and then I'll just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Super gentle. Like just super gentle. I'll be like, oh, you know, you can change that. <laughs> this, is, this is a classic Kimra one-liner. Oh, you know, you can change that. Yeah. And how often do they respond to that? People give me the craziest looks. <laughs> look, they look at me like this. What is she even talking about? Completely clueless. Yeah. So that's it. I'll just say once, you know, you can change that. I'll move on. Yeah. I have learned. I used to want to save everyone, right? Oh, me too. I still have some of that in me. Mm, I don't want to save everyone. I don't want to save anybody but myself. But yourself. I don't want to save anybody, but because guess what I've learned? Saving everyone doesn't do a fuck thing for them. Saving they got to do it on their own. Right. Saving yourself shows them how to do it. You can teach a man to fish or you can just bring him some fish. I'm going to teach you how to thrive. I'm going to teach you how to manifest. I'm going to teach you how to have boundaries, how to have self-respect, how to be self-accountable, how to have sovereignty. That's what I coach people on for mm-hmm. six months, six months at a time. I used to only do three-month coaching packages. So you do six month coaching packages. I do six months. I think that's needed. Honestly, it'll after next year, I'll probably end up doing a year long coaching course, to be honest, for some deeper level work. But right now (laughs) I know that I can get, I can get really good results in three months. I can do (laughs) amazing things in six. I bet. I bet. I think it sometimes takes that long. Well, that's why, that's why I decided to like extend my time because I realized that the, how deep we were going with the therapy, I call it therapy, but it's not with coaching. Um, how deep we go with coaching, it takes time for that to like integrate, right? Yeah. And totally. what, I, what I realized with working with me and which is why I kind of stay mostly isolated, honestly, is that my energy is so transmutive that once you start to work and hang out with me and then I do Reiki on you and then now you're clearing out your chakras, your world falls apart. I bet. Like it falls apart and people legitimately don't want to work with me because they're not ready for the fallout of being better. It's hard. It's It's scary. Certain awarenesses are really rattling, I will say. And, And it's not even just the awareness of it. It's that once you shift the awareness, the universe has to respond. Once you shift the awareness, the universe has to respond. So once you clean up your vibration around something, shit is gonna happen. And you have to recognize, and this is why I also teach accountability. I did this and I did this, right? So the shitty things, I did this. The good things, I did this. Because then you are able to now fine tune and manipulate what you would like the universe to give you. When you can't do that, there's a boundary you got to work on, right? So if you're not manifesting something, something's wrong. Like I was trying to manifest more kids. It wasn't happening. And I was like, why can't I get more kids? Like I've manifested all this other shit. Like what's going on? Finally went to the doctor and they were like, you would die if you had manifested this. And I was like, Great job, spirit guides. They sent you to the doctor. <laughs> and they kept me from having a baby every month, even though I cried about it. My bet. Even though I cried, they knew. They were like, no, dumb dumb. This ain't gonna help us. We have things to do. If you die, you can't do them. 
Okay, yeah. cool. Right. So, so, you know, it's hard because then you receive devastating news. Yes. And at the same time, you receive gratitude. <laughs> That's where I'm in. That's where I'm at in my integrated phase of my life where in the devastation, the gratitude is also there because my awareness of dodging that bullet and the purpose that I'm meant to fulfill those allow me to, to navigate to, to like sadnesses like that, you know, with relative grace. That's beautiful. And that's like, so neat. I mean, few people can sit with that, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's not easy. And I'm still working on it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm still, I still have my days where I really just break down and cry. Cause I really wanted more babies. I really did. But now yeah, I'll probably break down and cry because I wanted less babies. Well, listen, we're, there, you're, there's always something that you're not going to be in, in the flow about in there, right? But I'm grateful for all of them. Yeah. How many do you have? Five. What the f- That's right? a whole... Hell yeah, no wonder I'm, telling I'm you, tired. I, I like freaking jumped in with the... Bro, fertile myrtle. What are you doing? You, you're like increasing your karmic debt every child. You know that? <laughs> And oh, not, I know that. Yeah, I'm not laughing at you, you know, but like, whew, that's five. That's five. Well, yeah, my second, death. yeah, my second marriage, I was pretty um, prolific. Toxic. Rightfully yeah. so. You didn't deserve any of that. Like, the fuck out yeah, of you know, and though I look at my core consciousness, and I'm like, that's what I signed up for. I mean, right, I right. enforce these. I have like guilt, shame, unworthiness. Boy, oh boy, I'm facing those every day. You yeah. know. And have you ever tried um, emotion or body coding? No. What's that? Tell me. So I have this great friend and I'm going to just do a shameless plug for her right now. Sure. <laughs> gonna, I, I was yeah, going to no ask idea. you, you know, what, what tools, what people, you know, tell me about yeah. what your resources well, you have to. So, yeah, so my friend, Lorene, I'm writing it down. Lorene, yeah. Lorene chef check. She's amazing. I'm actually going to toss her in the chat for you. Um, okay. She does emotion and body coding which is a form of energy healing that allows you to pinpoint an emotion and release it from an energetic standpoint. Hmm. So she can actually tell um, what year a certain emotion was trapped in your body and release it. It is so helpful. It is so helpful when you're trying to reduce your emotional overwhelm, or if you're kind of okay with your emotions, but your body just can't seem to let it go when you've got a lot of pain trapped in your body, because usually that's stored emotion, right? Um, she'll be able to help you with that. She's phenomenal. I've done- Thank you. Yeah, no, she's phenomenal. Like- I'll check her out for sure. Yeah, truly gifted. Because then it allows you to bear, it allows you to release that anger without 20 more years of therapy. Because if you went to therapy. Oh gosh, would, I, I've known that. Be, There's no you'd way. Be, you'd be there till you died. I'd be to like locked through. up with 10 diagnoses and like <laughs> medicated to the hilt. I mean, that's when it was part of my story was the medications coming off of them and like just really, that really led to a lot of awakening too. Yep. I was really like, kind of that's the other part with um the marriages and stuff you know i was like really suppressed like held down like i couldn't see above any of it you know yeah it's totally like that and <sighs> what's crazy is because i was on medications too and, and nothing bro i'm not i, don't, I hate to bash there's nothing wrong I, with being on yeah. medications right Absolutely. but what i did notice is that the the medications blunt your emotional variety interesting and, way of putting it I yeah. thought it disconnected me from my, well, my spirit, like almost, but, it, but that's, that's what it does though. Okay. Because your spirit communicates to you through your feelings. And if you can't tap into your emotion, right. you can't tap into spirit. So, I mean, and there's some people who can't, but let me, let me take that back. True. But True. for us who are empaths primarily and who feel our way through the universe, that blunted affect of the medication, because the medication is trying to tone down what our sensory input is, and it puts like a shield on you. And you need that shield so that you can heal. 
right? So that's fine. But when you come off of that, the sheer variety and range of emotions that are available to you, bitch, they suck. Like, like 20 years oh, on those things. Uh, right. It's like a whole new, it's like a the different, like I might as well world. just gotten born and started over. Literally, literally. I, oh, you know what song they're playing in my head right now? Um, a whole new world. <laughs> Jasmine and Atlanta. Like I literally see us on the, on the, like the magic carpet right now. That's what it's like when you finally are able to start feeling your feelings after being on medication for mm-hmm. years. And it's harsh. Like I had harsh a little honeymoon period at first because I was using cannabis and stuff, but then things started to get super Wonky. real. Yeah. 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 Cannabis isn't going to save you from yourself. It's going to light a, up some stuff that you might not want to see. <laughs> yep. For sure. Because cannabis helps you create, helps you connect to the divine. Right. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but that's how I, I do. Third eye. Yeah. So yeah, like cannabis will open up your third eye. It'll help you receive things. It'll help you see stuff that you didn't need to see and hear things you didn't need to hear. So, so yeah, you have to filter that, but. So you have to filter that, right? And then you got to look at your shit because what it will open up filters for are what you don't have boundaries for. And that's what you have the ability to see. That's why often you'll find people who say, oh, I can't smoke weed. It gives me anxiety. It's so blah, blah. And, and I'm like, there's a reason why. Correct. There's a reason why. A, not your drug of choice. Let's move on. B, yo, your boundaries are so shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your boundaries are so shit that you're so hyper sensitive you're so fully in flight mode that you cannot relax without relaxation turning into a full-blown panic attack Mm. you are so hyper triggered hyper sensitive hyper like um you're looking at every little little detail of things hyper aware that's the yeah you're super hyper aware and hyper scared of everything yeah like oh did i do this wrong dude so you take one little puff and and your ability to control reality comes crashing down bitch that's it you full-blown panic attack (laughs) it's gone like oh i've had them yeah yeah and i've had them Mm -hmm. i've had them i've i've stopped smoking started smoking again and had the panic attack like oh my god it's too much and realized what was happening and was like oh yeah same i was like oh i didn't know that i was that shut off and then yeah when, I, when it turned it was me such on, a great tool for me because it gave me like the space to like the pause to see what i again to see it from right. above kind of even though it it is tricky, like if to sort through some of the boundary issues, like, is that mine or is that just kind of coming in? So, you know, right. Right. Can, like, can you separate your feelings from other people's feelings? Because if right. you can't, maybe you shouldn't do drugs. Don't do that yet. Like you need to really know. Well, first off, let's rewind. Hi, sure. people are able to feel other people's feelings. And sometimes the feelings that you think are yours, they're not yours. You've mm. actually been carrying all of the feelings of the people in your family, the people around you, your neighbors, the school, the building, (laughs) the grass, blah, blah, blah. It just depends on what your level of sensitivity to these things is. I am the lucky person who can feel the energy of the building, the energy of the earth, the energy of the animals, the energy of the people, and I get to hear and feel your fucking crap emotions. Yay for me! Wow, that's rough. It's a lot. I've had, a, I've, I've had a struggle. I've I had bet. a struggle to learn how to not kill myself. I hear the, that. I do. That. I can, I can, under, I can relate a little bit because I get a lot of input that is hard to filter at times. It's rough. Yeah. So it's if really I don't hard. stay present, that's when I get effed. <laughs> yep. I go into the future. I cannot go into the future. Yeah, because the future is just going to make you angry, depressed, oh. pissed off. Yep. Don't do Usually, that. Yep. And it's always like when I'm angry or, or fearful, it is that it's that future that uh, yeah, I started that to future perspective. Play like, what's going to happen when I'm dead? Right. Well, Playing things out. 
Yeah, like you're not going to have any uh, control over that, my friend. So what we can do today, though, is make sure that we're the best possible person for our kids today. Right? Today. So that they have what they need to be okay when I'm gone. Yes. Swish. Swish. I feel that's like that's it. my work here is to kind of be the te- be the teacher. So it's I'm not giving them a lot of um, financial stuff, but I'm giving them the inner tools. That's my like, yeah. just as well is. as myself, you know. Yeah. My yeah, daughter, that's, that's the same is. thing with her. Yeah. Like today, because I, I have to get her tested. Both of us have to get tested for our autism spectrum. So, okay, this is important we need to talk about. My nose is really itchy today. Yeah, well, I get, I get, so I should mention I'm a clear channel. I, I get body sensations. It's called clairsentience mm-hmm. when there's something specific that a guy will want me to talk okay. about. Okay. So, um, bring it through. So, I, th- so what was I saying though? Damn it. Uh, we were talking about, was it your daughter? We were talking about, oh, yes. So, my daughter being on the autism spectrum range we're not Mm -hmm. sure yet we have to get her tested but i'm pretty sure because she's got some sensory things going on but Mm -hmm. things that we are learning to do to make it so that she can survive without me right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. there are things that bother me i'm like hey when you wake up in the morning put these dishes that were washed last night put them back in the cabinet well god bless her she'll walk right past them and not do that (laughs) no i know that i know that girl right but in her defense object permanence doesn't exist for her yeah so today i said to her i said instead of me being angry with you about you not remembering to do this thing why don't we set up a way for all of us to remember would it help you if i put post-it notes on the cabinets so that when you get there and if you're confused about what you should be doing there will be a note to tell you what you can do oh that's good and she was like yeah, mom, that'd be great. Cause I'll never remember. And I was like, okay, great. I can meet you in the middle there. Yeah. Said, it is a lot about that meeting in the middle. I'll meet you in the middle. I just want you to do this thing and help me out. So there's less things for me to do. You don't want me to yell at you. Great. Let's post it, right. note it up. If it's right. at the, you know, if that's what I got to do to my cabinets to get shit done. <laughs> goodbye, uh, cabinets, yeah. Right. Like we have tons of post-it notes so that later on today, I'll put little stickies up that say, hey, if you see dishes here, please put them away. And then I'll put another one that says, you're beautiful today. I love you. So that I can build in affirmations as well as really great responsibility. The affirmations are so when I see my kids struggling and just what they're up against, chronic illness challenges they have. Yeah. And it's easier to read an affirmation than it is to say it to yourself initially. Huh. You trick yourself into. Okay. That's a good one. Good. Yeah. Like, cause it's almost like second, third, third party. So you go, you read this thing, you go, Oh, what does that say? I am wonderful. Oh, I'm wonderful. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh I am. Yeah. But I it, forgot. it still works. It still works. Yeah, it is hard to do it for yourself sometimes. Yeah, you just forget. Like life gets you down, you just grind and you don't think about it. like you just forget. So you know what it, what I have found what has helped me along my way is to set up reminders so I don't screw up. And like you said, discipline, right? Yeah. I ground every day. Sometimes, What's your process for grounding? Oh, I, I'm I'm a mom, so I ground in the shower. <laughs> I ground in the shower. So I have like a whole process. I go in yep. the shower. Yep. I turn on my music. Cause I got a speaker in my shower. Uh-huh. Those people. Oh. Right. And I'll turn on whatever it is that I'm wanting to listen to. Sometimes it's the meditation. Sometimes it's just whatever music that I'm in. And then I will do um, some deep breaths in and out. I put hot water on my body because I've got fibromyalgia also. So this allows my muscles to like uncrimp and curl in the morning so I can like mm-hmm. actually breathe. And then I will just start a simple grounding meditation. I'll send like energy into the earth through my feet. And then I will, um, I send it into the Gaia's crystalline core. And then I anchor myself there. I already have a pre-made anchor because I do it every damn day. So I'll just shoot the energy down. I'm like, all right. And then click. And then I'll do the same thing. I'll throw up a line to the central sun. 
and I'll balance that way. And then I balance my masculine. I balance my feminine. I stick it in my heart. Everything is balanced there. Then I put a shield that expands outward. And depending on the day, I'll either put it, I'll do different colors in my shield, but I, my main shield colors are blue, green, gold, and purple. So my four main colors that I use for my shielding. And then um, today though, was totally different. Today I had a rainbow shield, had every color. That was super fun. And I was like, oh, today we're rainbows. I was like, okay, cool. New level. <laughs> Yay. And then I will expand my shield outward. And at the end of my, my, you know, grounding session, when I think I'm done and I'll be like, Hey, anything else we need to do? I'm like, what are we talking about today? What's relevant for the collective? What am I posting? I have like a whole conference call. Oh, that's great. Wow. I do this in the show. Yeah. Like, wasn't that awesome? Stay tuned for part two with Kimra Minuti coming up soon.